You're listening to Wealth Tech on Deck, a podcast about the future of wealth management technology, brought to you by Life Yield. Here's your host, Jack Sherry. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Wealth Tech on Deck. Some of my favorite conversations are with people who take something that is the way it is and brings a thoughtful understanding and smarts to whatever the issue might be and turns a function or a business on its ear. In other words, I love a good story and reality around how to do things better, faster, cheaper, and ultimately more effectively. Today, we talk with Denise Wipozinski. Denise is the founder and co-CEO of For You. For You is the financial services industry's first real-time digital partnership platform for investment companies and wealth management firms. For You enables client-facing financial professionals to be more productive, effective, and compliant. Inspired by Amazon and Netflix, Denise and the For You team have created a digital engagement and analytics platform and industry-wide technology solution to the age-old problem of billions of dollars spent, too much noise, and too little engagement or effectiveness. Denise, welcome to Wealth Tech on Deck. Thanks, Jack. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, our pleasure. So, Denise, let's start with you telling us about For You. What is it? What is For You? What do you do? Who benefits? Absolutely. So, For You is, as you mentioned, a digital engagement and analytics platform. You know, if I'm thinking about what we do and who it benefits, it's probably best articulated if I break it out by our products. So, you know, it starts with For You Connect. So, For You Connect is, you mentioned, compliant. So, it's a compliant portal. It's where all of the product and marketing resources are submitted, reviewed, approved. And I don't know if you know this, but before for you, if an investment company, which is really the term that we use kind of loosely to talk about asset managers, insurance carriers, you know, alts firms, what have you, if they wanted to use their product and marketing resources, their brochures, their videos, their white papers, their fact sheets with advisors at a wealth management firm, they literally had to fill out a different form at each of the wealth management firms. And it was all done via email, spreadsheets, PDFs, and it was different at every firm. So think of For You Connect this way. We basically took all of the forms and built a common app for the industry. You know, a kid wants to go to college, they'd prefer to you know, fill out the common app send it to 10 schools as opposed to a different form for each school. Same applies here. You fill out the form, you load your brochure, you can send it to one firm or 12 firms. So it's really the record of truth for the street on what's approved where. That's great. And tell us some more about the other products. Yeah, absolutely. So For You Engage is just as you said, it's that Amazon, Netflix, Google experience, and it's right on advisor desktops. So you know, having been an advisor back in the day, you know, I need something for a client meeting. I can't possibly go to every website. You know, these wealth management firms are partnered with hundreds of third-party asset managers, investment companies. So I also, you know, if I go to those websites, my email gets captured. I get inundated with more emails. I might forget my password. So we've basically streamlined that entire process for advisors and you know, think about a few weeks ago, a couple months ago, the Silicon Valley Bank collapse situation. You know, that happened towards the end of the week. You know, all of the investment companies are pumping out content, white papers, thought leadership on the banking crisis. You know, faster than fast. And basically, what happened in that key moment in the industry is that those papers were written. 
submitted to the wealth management firms either over the weekend or on Monday. And by Monday afternoon, we had well over a hundred reviewed, approved, and available pieces of content in the hands of advisors so they could use them with their clients. So it's a great opportunity for advisors to find all of the third-party companies that their firm is partnered with, all of their content, all of their sales contacts. So we marry wholesalers to an advisor's zip code so they can easily find who to contact via phone or email. And then lastly, calendar events. So you know, you're hosting a webinar on the state of the markets. You want advisors to know about it, but you email them and so do a hundred other firms. This way, an advisor sitting at their desk through single sign-on right on their desktop can just go to this calendar and see who has what when and register right there. So once again, For You Engage is just really a one-stop shop for advisors to find companies, content, sales contacts, and calendar events. So, you know, because all of that is happening in one place, you know, you said at the beginning, it's really an engagement platform and an analytics tool or resource. Mm -hmm. So we're capturing all of this behavioral data. You know, what are advisors actually searching for? What are they finding the most interesting? What are they sharing with their clients? So for example, we know at For You that advisors engage with value-add content two times more than product content on For You. And so that's just one tidbit where never before have wealth management home offices really had that purview across all of their advisors about you know, what product and marketing resources are important to them. You know, they do now. So, you know, I'm sitting home office wealth manager and, you know, I can't go out to all these websites and figure out which of my advisors went where, but now I see in one place on my desktop, you know, what's trending around all of the advisors at my firm. What are they searching for? What are they sharing with clients? You know, we recently hosted a webinar with uh, J.D. Power, um, Edward Jones, Franklin Templeton, and we took all of the attitudinal data from J.D. Power's studies, married it with our behavioral data. And the real takeaways were, how do you as an investment company be more relevant? How do you be more useful to advisors and to the clients they serve? So um, we got some great feedback from that webinar. Wow. We had talked a little bit earlier, and I had heard cool things coming from you about what you're doing, but you just blew me away. I've been around this game a long time as a wholesaler, as a sales manager, and lots of different spots in between head of marketing, CMO, and all that stuff. Wow. I didn't think this was possible. How how did you pull it together? I mean, I'm assuming you're working with a lot of the wealth managers, a lot of the asset managers and and, uh, insurance companies and so on. Talk about it. Maybe not by name. If if that makes sense, please do. But who do you work with? How do you pull them together? Tell us more about that. Well, you know, we initially thought maybe there was a way that we could help some of the smaller asset managers. And then as we started thinking about that, we thought, well, that might be a longer road to mm-hmm. start there. So then we took a step back and said, wait a minute, we come from the wealth management industry. Most of us are former Smith Barney people. We know a lot of people at the wealth managers and it's a small street. Everybody is still there, but maybe in a different seat at a different firm. So that reach was broad. So we just started reaching out to the wealth management firms and they understood that what we were doing was a huge workflow efficiency, a risk mitigator, you know, compliant 
tool that could really help them with that risk mitigation. And it was a way to allow advisors to be more productive. And so it resulted in a better experience. And we like to say for you, the user, regardless of which seat you sit in. So we just continue to work with those folks to evolve the platform. You know, we don't do custom work. We really try to focus on listening to our clients about what's important next. You know, we just recently, a couple months ago, launched another new kind of product where the wealth managers can now load their own content, their sales contacts, their calendar events. So if I'm an advisor and I search for, say, inflation, I'm going to see all that third-party content rise to the screen, but I'm also going to see what does my firm have um, alongside of that. So it really does give them that full purview. And what's the business model? Who, who pays for this? So the way that we operate is we always think about who's the content provider. So in the case of, you know, for you connect, it's the asset managers, the insurance carriers, the content owners and providers that are submitting the content. So they pay a flat annual fee based on the size of their company, which indicates how many users are they going to have and the amount of content that they actually um, are loading into the platform. For You Engage is free for everyone because we don't want to stand in the way of engagement, but we do then have an analytics package that can also be subscribed to. And then obviously as a wealth manager becomes a content provider, that's a paid subscription, but it's really just who starts the content transaction, if you will. I'm blown away. I love it. Love it. I know a little bit about your background, but how did all this get started? What's the backstory? Well, so I started in the industry a long time ago, 30 (laughs) years ago, January 4th, 1993, as a financial advisor trainee at Smith Barney Harris Upham um, in Omaha, Nebraska. So There's a name I haven't heard in a while. Yes. And it changed many, many times since then. Oh, sure. Sure. And I was, you know, fortunate to do well as an advisor. So I got a call one day, moved on to training advisors, branch management, ran recruiting for the firm, and then ultimately was in a COO role. And then, you know, left corporate after way too many family moves and then shifted gears, you know, did consulting work in a variety of areas from practice management to platform development. Um, And then through that work, it really seemed like there was an opportunity to drive engagement with wholesalers and advisors. And so as we thought about that more, you know, we built a prototype, we shopped it to a lot of asset managers, we got some feedback. People loved it, but they said we were thinking way too small and we needed to think bigger across the entire content spectrum. So once again, we took another step back and we said, okay, let's find some technology to help meet the needs that people are telling us about and that we're hearing. And when we couldn't find it, we basically said, let's do this, let's hire a development company and we build it and it being for you. So I love the story and I love how it evolved where you uncovered, discovered some things that you had no idea you were going to uncover and discover. So talk about a little bit about so that process, that that learning process. I keep hearing the term listening. I mean, you listened to your customers, you found out what was missing, you filled some gaps. Talk a little bit about your process and then we'll get into how it's going now. It sounds like it's going great, but I'd love to hear what led to that. It sounds like you really paid close attention to what was missing and what was be an opportunity for all. So, you know, over the years, because it's taken a long time, you know, we were in procurement for many years at many firms. We said, 
you know, we don't have all the answers. We grew up in the wealth management side of the house, right? And so there was a lot to learn from the asset management side of the house. So we just continued to talk to people, take their feedback. And we actually, when we launched, one of the reporters that talked to us said, you know, it's interesting because it sounds like technology isn't really your innovation. The collaboration is the innovation. And so we just continue to build advisory groups or discovery groups of people who sit in various seats. So what's the job to be done? And then how do we actually pull those people together, listen to them, and then figure out what's important to make their job easier? You know, Jack, having grown up in the industry, we've been in the industry, you know, most of us 30 or more years Never before had we seen like literally 15 to 20 wealth management companies get on a phone together and, you know, us ask questions or share information and them be willing to participate. But when they saw that that collaboration was actually working to their benefit because we gave them a seat at the table and we listened and then we built, um, that's been a key to our success. Wow. So you just in my mind, hit a grand slam home run with this notion of collaboration. It's something I, as a trend watcher, been around this business, dare I say it, even longer than you by a decade or so. (laughs) Basically, I I grew up as a wholesaler in the business and national sales manager along the way and CMO along the way. What I always found was effective and frankly, my secret sauce and frankly, my competitors didn't seem to understand is this notion of collaboration. That if you listen to your customers, you find out what's missing. And then you talk among yourselves, because I'm sure the people, I don't want to hear more about this, but I'm sure the people you're working with, your clients, your constituents, they're all doing the same thing and they all the same issues. And actually the people that are at other firms are closer to what they do day to day than people even within their own firms. So I'm sure bringing them together to collaborate among them, one another, as well as with you and in the way that you can pull them together and actually translate that into action with software and all the rest of it, I'd love to hear about more about all this, is that I'm seeing this notion, this trend toward collaboration as more than just a pretty word that people say and feel good about, but collaboration seems to be where our, our industry is headed. Not its not its uh, legacy, not its habit, not its tradition, but it seems going that way. I'd love to hear more about what you're finding as you collaborate with all these different constituents. Yeah, I would say that collaboration is, as you said, really, really important. And as we continue to talk to more and more folks on the street, it's really about, and I think just keep going back to how do we help people with their job to be done, make it easier for them to do that job. So it's not only about us collaborating with our clients, but it's giving them the tools and the resources to collaborate amongst themselves. So how can folks at the wealth management firm or an advisor team collaborate amongst themselves? How can the folks at the asset manager collaborate with their team members? Because you have marketing, you have compliance, you have wholesalers. And then how do we give them the tools and resources to collaborate with each other through for Mm -hmm. you? You know, collaboration is important, as you said. I'd love to get a sense and you don't have to share particulars or share them to whatever degree you're comfortable, but where are you in your process? It sounds like you have a lot of players. Where are you in that process? What what are your growth prospects? Fill us in on where you are in your journey. Yep. So, you know, it's not been all roses all the way through. So Really? um, (laughs) Really? These startups are hard? Is that what you're trying to tell me? (laughs) Yes. Yes. So we've learned a lot along the way, but we've been super fortunate, Jack. You know, we 
launched um, in September of 2020. We were supposed to launch in March of 2020, and we all know what happened in March of 2020. The pandemic hit. You know, we were put on ice and, you know, concerned about what was going to happen as everyone was, you know, in general. But with the pandemic, everyone realized that this is why people need for you more than ever. Everyone was right. in a remote work situation. They couldn't find what they needed, so on and so forth. So we launched in September of 2020. Here we are two and a half years later. We have 17 wealth management firms using for you, four others working through the process. We have nearly 300 what we call investment companies. So as I mentioned, everyone from asset managers to insurance carriers to GAs to alts to ETFs, et cetera, submitting their content through for you. Um, and we're currently on the desktops of well over 100,000 field users and counting with new firms turning on for you engage each month. Everyone does a day one, day two, you know, you turn on for you connect, you get enough content into for you connect, and then you flip the switch to the field so that advisors have these resources. And the advisor feedback has been very positive. You know, they're saying where it would have taken us, you know, well over an hour to find something in the past, calling people, searching um, in less than a minute, we can surface what we need. So that's kind of, you know, what's happened so far. And we've been super fortunate. And certainly our goal is, you know, we literally want to be on everybody's desktop. We want to be the industry standard for this particular use case you know, a lot of fintech companies facilitate tasks. We do too. But besides facilitating those tasks, we really want this to be a better experience for you, the user, regardless of what seat you sit in. So, you know, we've talked a bunch about collaboration for you is really about industry connectivity and collaboration. So mm-hmm. think of it as a many to many platform where you know everyone can work one to one. And so how do you sustain that collaboration? I have, I think I have a good idea based on everything I've heard, but describe that because this, your power is collaboration. Yeah. You've, you've systematized things you've made for, I'm sure a great user experience, all that kind of stuff, but ultimately you've got a good ear to the ground of what's missing, what are opportunities, how do you facilitate that? How does that, it sounds like you also do a fair amount of data analytics around it. So you have some meat to share in terms of what's working, what's not working trends and all that kind of stuff. So talk about that if you would. That's right. We are constantly talking about and facilitating, I'll just call them work groups. It could be a discovery group. It could be an advisory group and very specific. And I'll keep going back to the role that Mm -hmm. is using that particular piece of the platform. You know, so right now we're really focused on what we call collections or bookmarks of content. So, you know, you're an advisor and you're getting ready to meet with a client and you generally use certain types of materials. So how do I find those resources? How do I create them into a kind of collection? How do I share Mm -hmm. them with my team? So we have a lot of folks who have volunteered or that we've gone out, they're super users and said, hey, would you be interested, right? And so we pull people together regularly. We have another group. We just went out to every client on the content provider side, so on the investment company side. And integration is really important to a lot of these companies. You know, they Mm -hmm, don't want to have 10 different tools. They want to have 10 tools that are integrated. 
And so we put out a survey, if you will, to all of our clients, the nearly 300 on that side, got an extreme amount of feedback, looked for consistencies, because we don't want to do something that's not going to be a big lift for a big amount of clients, right? That's what what we're really focused on is it has to be helpful to many. So now we're working with a working group on integrations. So what are we going to do there to help get the greatest lift for the most people? And we just keep doing that over and over when we launched For You Engage. We had six of the largest asset managers sit on our advisory group. We didn't pay them. We gave them a Yeti. And you know they were <laughs> super happy to sit at the table sure. because they had a seat at the table to participate in what we were building. That is great. So tell me about the split. I'm curious. It sounds like I hear a lot of sort of big national firms sounds like to me and regional firms, that sort of thing. How about RAs? Is that part of your uh, purview? So we do have wealth management firms who obviously have, in many cases, employee advisors, you know, the wires and a lot of the IBDs. We also have some of the platform providers or more aggregators that serve the RIA space. We still have some work to do in onboarding a few more of those folks, but we do serve not only the, you know, the wires, the IBDs, but also some of the platform providers for RIAs. Got you. So that sounds like a growth opportunity to me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, and the reason that is, is because if you think about RIAs and the firms that are really focused on the independence, the RIAs, the what's approved where isn't as important, if you will, meaning yep, yep. they don't have that same compliance review process. There is a process, mm-hmm. but it's not apples to apples when you look at the wires. So to sure. them, for you engage and giving those advisors all of those resources in one place is far more important. So what's next? Where does this go? It sounds like you have opportunity to expand your current footprint, but where, where, do, you, where do you see things going over the next two, three, five years? So, you know, we just, as I mentioned, continue to listen and continue to build. And our roadmap list of request items is so big that we have a lot of work to do in the next two to three years to just continue to expand the use cases that can be built, can be monetized, can be shared with the industry to continue to make those jobs to be done much easier. Could you give an example though? Could could you give an example just a little more concrete? Yeah, two things like teams. Teams is really, really important. And, you know, having come from the industry, sometimes it's really hard to know, you know, not only what's happening with each advisor, but then what's happening with that unit. Because, you know, if you and I are a team, you might be doing some things, I might be doing some things, so maybe we're tracking things differently, but collectively we're, you know, we're aiming towards the same thing. So we're doing a lot of work around helping the the wealth managers, the asset managers be able to capture information on a more holistic level with teams. Mm -hmm. We have, you know, the compliance piping in place. And right now we're doing that around, you know, product and marketing content. But there are numerous other use cases around different forms, around different documents that are being passed from firm to firm. So if we can help streamline those processes, because we already have the piping in place, that would be something else that we could do. Sounds like you don't lack for opportunity in terms of uh, helping the industry. I was going to say, and they're not all ours by any stretch of the imagination. Sure, sure. 
Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. It seems to me, this, I guess, more to confirm this observation, is that if I'm a national sales manager, which I've sat in that chair, and I'm looking at your data, I'm looking for opportunity, I'm looking for gaps, I'm looking for what I might do that our industry tends to be a me too, copycat kind of industry. But if I want to do something new and cool, like say on Teams or whatever yeah. the topic of du jour might be, is, is that how uh, you're seeing some of your investment companies operate? Are they starting to look use the data to help inform their their innovation? Absolutely. So, you know, another example there is I alluded to it, I think, at the beginning, where we keep showing all of these investment companies that they keep submitting so much product content. Yeah. And yeah. the greatest number of tags on content is product oriented that's being submitted. Yet, what advisors are searching for is predominantly practice management, value add type content. And so there's this definite disconnect. And so we try to help these investment companies see that and to think about the fact that I think we would all agree, it's not about more content, it's about the right content. Yes, sure. You know, So if you're submitting 300 pieces of content a year and advisors are only using you know, 100 of those, it's probably time to you know, put the 200 to rest and maybe redeploy those dollars. So I, I, having grown up on the both asset management and annuity side and sales management roles and CMO roles, I'm not surprised to hear people are less, I'm, that companies are pumping out the product info when the clients want, assuming when the uh, advisors want, the thought leadership, the right. program, the business generation opportunities. Seems like a no-brainer, but I'm not surprised at all to hear that it continues. But your data now is showing that maybe you need to do more of this other stuff. Is that fair yep. to say? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Totally. Totally. Wow. Well, Denise, I had high hopes that this would be a fun session, but you've exceeded my expectations. I love it. Yeah, I love what you're doing and wish you all the best for continued success. So as we look to uh, wrap up, this has been a wonderful conversation. I've learned a ton. I have a bunch of ideas we'll talk about afterwards. But as we look to wrap up, are there three key takeaways you'd like to share with our audience about what we've been talking about? Yeah, absolutely. So one, I would say data is key you know, beyond using insights to improve for you and for investment companies and wealth managers to improve their experience. You know, we believe for you is potentially able to literally affect change in the industry as we continue to identify the trends in those advisor behaviors. Two, I would say, and we, we talked about it a great deal is collaboration is really the innovation of for you. You know, the, our connectivity allows for more collaboration across the board by helping the teams within the investment companies collaborate, helping the teams within the wealth managers collaborate, and then helping them collaborate with each other. Three, you know, for you creates a better experience for you, the user. Regardless of which seat you sit in, if you're the advisor, the wholesaler, the marketer, the compliance person, you know, it just really creates much more efficiency and ease of use, regardless of your seat. And I know you said three things, Jack, but I'll just close on four. Go for it. You know, for you has really become, and we hear it over and over again, the record of truth for the street on what's approved where. And it's never been simpler to be able to sort, search, filter in seconds to know what you can actually use where. And the approval code, which is always hard to find. Uh, with a name like For You, of course you would have four key takeaways. So <laughs> congratulations. We couldn't, we couldn't help ourselves. 
Yeah, go for it. I love it. Love every bit of it. So our final question, which we love to ask each time, what do you do outside of work that you're excited or passionate about that people might find interesting or surprising? Well, those might actually be two different things, you know, interesting or surprising. You know, my husband and I both grew up on dairy farms in Green Bay, Wisconsin. We met in high school. I chose my college, the University of Nebraska at Omaha, because he got a wrestling scholarship. Probably not the right way to choose a school. And here we are, you know, (laughs) 38 years later with two adult kids who are 26 and 28. Great. And then, you know, outside of work, nothing too crazy. I love to spend time with my husband and kids. You know, we play some not so competitive uh, golf. We like to travel. And every time we travel, we explore craft breweries. So that's it. (laughs) Nothing crazy. Well, I happen to be doing this podcast from Warren, Vermont, and we have a lot of breweries. We'll have to get you out here that uh, craft brewers that uh, some argue this is the the capital, but I think there's a few arguing about that topic, but very good stuff to know. So Denise, this has been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed our conversation, learned a ton. I'm sure our audience has learned as well. So for our audience, if you've enjoyed our podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, and share what we're doing here at Wealth Tech on Deck. We're available wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you again, Denise. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much, Jack. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Wealth Tech on Deck, our ongoing conversation about improving financial outcomes for all. This podcast is brought to you by LifeYield and produced by Reverb. Subscribe to future episodes in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can connect with our host, Jack Sherry, on LinkedIn and Twitter. And for more information about our perspective on the future of financial advice, visit our website at lifeyield.com.